Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tanell, for today, January 7th. Happy New Year to you all. We're so thankful for a new year, new season here on Beauty Talk, and we're so thankful for your continued support. And we are happy that you have tuned in um, for tonight's show. If you have a comment or a question for us or for our guests, please do not hesitate to give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Uh, my sister Denise is on the line, and we're both um, excited to get started. But first, let me uh, just turn it over really quickly to an advertisement that we have from Friends Beauty. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about FriendsBeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com, friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818 691 1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right. I am back, and I just wanted to um, remind you all again that if you have a comment or a question, you can give us a call at 914-803-803. Four three nine nine. Our guest tonight is Michael Key, the executive producer of IMAT, the International Makeup Artist Trade Show. While we wait for Michael to get on the line, I'm going to go ahead on with um, a little beauty news. I just wanted to um, let everyone know that right now you can apply for your Be- for Beacon 2024. They're looking for all top cosmetology students. Um, Beacon 2024 applications close on Friday, January 19th, so there's still time. Apply today for your chance to meet your heroes and to ensure your path to success. Again, that's the Beacon 2024 application, and they're looking for all top uh, cosmetology students. Okay. Also in CDA news, um, the texture law, the texture education law, rather, passes in New York. I know there's a lot of states um, that are pushing for this, um, and New York was one, and they have the texture education law that passed in New York. Um, It mandates inclusive hair education. Okay. And let me read just a little bit of the press release. So there's a new law in New York championed by the Texture Education um, Collective Mandates includes hair education. 
And it says on November 17th, New York State Governor Kathy Hochul signed legislation sponsored by New York State Senator Jamal Bailey, um, District 36, and New York State Assemblywoman Michelle Solanges, District 22, requiring cosmetology state board licensing to include training, education, and testing on all hair types and textures. This monumental moment for inclusive beauty in New York has been championed by the Professional Beauty Association in conjunction with its Texture Education Collective, founded by Aveda, Diva Curl, L'Oreal USA, and Neil. This, this success is a result of TEC's collective efforts to build upon an existing 2017 law spearheaded by New York State Assemblyman Gary Pretlow, um, District 79, which mandates New York to appoint a professional hairstylist onto the New York State Appearance Enhancement Advisory Committee to advise the state on matters concerning curriculum inclusive of the maintenance of all hair types and textures. The new law demonstrates the importance of having a professional hairstylist on the advisory committee and will help to ensure that hair education is systemically more inclusive in the state of New York. And so this is a very huge step in advancing hair inclusivity in the state of New York. As a result of this law, stylists will now receive comprehensive, inclusive hair education that will help to foster safe and positive appearances for all customers to feel welcomed, valued, understood, and seen when receiving hair services. We greatly appreciate Governor Hochul, Senator, um, Senator Bailey, Assemblywoman Salages, and Assemblyman Pretlow for their education, for their dedication rather, to close this much-needed education gap. We look forward to bringing this important progress to other states soon. And this is by, um, spoken by uh, Myra Reddy. She's the Government Affairs Director of the Professional Beauty Association. So just wanted to um, share a little bit of that with you guys, and um, we'll go from there. Um, I think Denise may have had something to say, or we may just jump straight on with our guest. See, let me bring if our guest on. is if our, if, if our guest is on the line now, which I can wait. Oh, okay. All right. So we'll hold your um, we'll hold your news until after after we speak with our guests. All right. So again, we are speaking with Michael Key, executive producer of IMAT. And let's see here. Hey, Michael. Hello. Hey, okay. how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? We're good. good. We're good. Pretty good. It's been a long Good. time since we've spoken to you. You know how it is. I will tell <laughs> everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it's great. And we're so, looking forward to you know, it. A lot of times we listen to things that don't line up with what we know. And if we listen right. to those things, it, it doesn't make us look the way that we that we want to look. And so sometimes we get in the way of what we're saying, and we have to learn. We have to learn that that's not the right way. And a lot of people are not interested in what we're doing. And so there becomes a time when you have to draw the line. And sometimes when you draw the line between what they're doing and what you're doing, there is a difference, and the difference is what a day makes in your Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, and you're beautiful. I know, I know. You listen to things that make sense, and things that don't make sense you don't listen to because you don't. Okay, Michael got cut off, so let's see. Let's wait for him to call back in. Here he goes. Can you, can you ladies Hi, hear Michael. me now? Yes, yeah. I hear you. I'm that sorry. was bizarre. I heard some other guy talking. Was uh, who was that? Yes, I I, I have I no idea. I said Michael <laughs> sounds sounds a little different here. And I, I was like, I was sounds so like he has confused. A I was I too. Know. I was what like, was Michael going sounds on? like he. I was like, Michael sounds like he has a cold. And then I started saying, Michael sounds like he's drunk. <laughs> I was like, what is that? <laughs> Well, I'm glad we got it sorted. I don't know who that other chap was, but anyway, I'm no. on with you now. Not the real Michael Key. <laughs> oh, yes, the real Michael Key, everyone. Not that imposter. So how are you? 
<laughs> oh, it's good. How it's it's crazy right now. As uh, as you know, it's, we're leading up for the show. In fact, uh, two weeks from right now, the show will be over. And there's so much to accomplish mm-hmm. between now and then. So we're, it's always crazy for us at this time. But, hey, you've been talking to me about this for forever, so you know you know the yes. drill. Yes. 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 We've Isn't been. Um, excited? We're so just grateful to be able to have in-person events again. I think, I think people are starting to forget that there was really remember that there was a pandemic and how crazy it was. But it was really difficult for us. But you know, that's what we do is in-person events. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't do that during a pandemic. So it was, it was nuts. So I, I'm still in a, an attitude of gratitude to be able to do. Yeah. How did by the way, how did the how did the in person um your in person show go? How um how did it go? How was it received? Well we've done two since we've come back. The first one we did we um had the unfortunate thing to have it right when the Omicron virus hit the peak. It came and went in uh-huh. LA but right at the peak of that was when my show was. And it's like you got to be kidding me. So it was it was really <laughs> rough. Uh, what was that? Twenty twenty two, and so yeah. that was that was pretty rough. It was kind of ghost townish because there's people that said, ah, I can't, I can't go back to the COVID thing. Uh, but mm-hmm. last year was awesome. Last year was fantastic. It felt like IMATS again. Nice. So we're we're very ready. You know, here we are coming up twelve months later to you know build continue to build back and continue to celebrate makeup artistry. Nice. Now, before we, we dig into IMATS LA, are we going to have an IMATS London this year? That is the question a lot of people are asking, including myself. I would have been done <laughs> last year. I, we wanted to go back to London, and we found a facility that would work well and what have you. But what we found when push came to shove UK brands weren't really ready to be back on board and support again. Mm. Strangely enough, uh, U.S. exhibitors and Canadian exhibitors were they were fine and they were ready to get the London show back up and going, but mm-hmm. uh, the UK exhibitors were not yet, and I was pretty disappointed with that because we were really, mm-hmm. really looking forward to. I love the London show. Me too. Yeah, me too. It, so we we are going to uh, we we want to make it happen again and uh, also I think we're the this is the first place that I'm saying this but uh, we're hoping to do Vancouver BC in 2024. I was just oh, about nice. to ask about that. I was about to ask if you were going to bring any of the other shows back. Yeah, we would. Uh, we're, we're wanting to do it. It, it all comes down really. To the exhibitors, you know, there's people that think that yeah. that I sit on some lofty throne and decide where and when IMATS will happen, and it's mm-hmm. really nothing like that. It, you know, yeah. to do this, it's a partnership between uh, exhibitors, attendees, and show mm-hmm. management. You you have to have all three of those together. You need all three legs under the table to, in order to make it work. So. Right. Um, Right now, it, it's, it's been, I've you know, we've been willing to get those back, but some of the exhibitors in certain areas are, they've experienced a number of challenges, you know, through COVID that some of them were financially really yeah. decimated from from that situation, and they're growing back. So we're we're all kind of growing back, and some of them have been more ready than others. Right. So hopefully, we can get uh, London uh, going. I feel like. I feel pretty solid for Vancouver. We should know that in the next couple of weeks, uh, at least by the end of the show uh, for the L.A. show. Yeah. We should know where we're at and if we're going to be able to make that happen. Uh, we're looking to do it in April, and I should be able to announce in the April. stage for oh, that. okay. That's nice. And we are trying to get the London show up and going. London is really challenging from a calendar perspective. And I don't know if your listeners care about this. They might be just bored to tears about it, but it um, – <laughs> London has it's so reliant upon what's going on with the students at the universities and colleges. Oh, and they wow. have their break. They do a break that happens mm, sometimes between mid to late June. 
and they don't come back until the end of September. If we tried to do a show during that time in between there, it it doesn't your attendance is down. The students don't come. Unlike us cheeky Americans, we're in, we're so independent. Right. We're mavericks. We all decide whether we want to go to something. We go over yeah. there. Their relationship and identity with the school is is much greater than it is for us as Americans. They they go to places as a school, and they'll go and, and they'll do that if the school is doing it. So it has to be organized in that way. So it's a uh, by the time you get mid June. It's it's really really tricky, and when they first come back to school, or or they're new students at you know, college and university at the end of September, they're not ready to go to an IMAT show. They don't know anything yet. They're still trying to get acclimated. So it um, so it's really the latter part of the year. And there's an, another show that's a competitor of ours, and they do it in November. So it you know you don't want to have your show too close together with another show of a similar like and right. so, so it's and we have you know i'm at la of course in january so it we can only really do a london show kind of april may right mm-hmm. and there 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 lies the the challenge so we'll see i'm i'm hoping so because man i want an excuse to keep going back to london i love the place yes i love london as well <laughs> Um, let me ask you, do you think any show, you know, like like IMAX would be successful if there wasn't the vendor piece? Because I, I hear what you're saying about the, the U.K. vendors. If, the, if, if you had a show that just had, you know, makeup artists, students, enthusiasts all gathering together um, for the education only, do you think – it could be successful, like if it was something big as an IMAX, but you know, not. We've been uh, discussing that. Yeah, we've been discussing that very thing now for oh, going on five years now. It would. Um, I would love it if it, it was something was a simpler format and not to have to have mm-hmm. the big machine of IMAX to do it. The difficulty mm-hmm. is, is. Um, is the financial piece of it? How, how do you, you know, what are we going to be charging for tickets or something like that? Right. It would have to be yeah. a lot more money to do it. So, if any place that where that format would work, it would be London. Yeah. Because they are so much more education based. They're more academically focused, right. and they yeah. they really value it. And so it could happen there. And so we are. We we look at it. We just haven't quite cracked the code on how that would work. You know, somebody going to tr- pay two hundred dollars to come to a show that doesn't have much for exhibitors, where you only have education and maybe um, it's a little tough. You know, another thing that's difficult too is our scale has changed. Let's let's take LA for example, because you know that's what we're talking about a lot anyway. You know, 2015, 2016, we were so overcrowded, as you'll remember. We had a lot of people that were coming that weren't makeup artists, and we had to try to balance that uh, really challenging situation. But we were selling right. we were having like 10,000 tickets, and we'd be sold out months in advance, and they'd be auctioning mm-hmm. them, the tickets on eBay and what have you. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, we one of my... Personal struggles for that is to keep IMATS IMATS, which is a celebration of makeup artistry. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about products and and how many bags you can hold. And It was a really strange right. time where I was trying to keep that. And that's one of the reasons I started the pro card system that we had, so that we could identify who are the working makeup artists and make sure that we are catering to them and they're getting their needs met. The one and one of the benefits, I thought, well, we're having all these other people come. Well, I, I can let in a lot more of my colleagues in for free, mm-hmm. or or provide discount tickets and things like that. We that was helping 
all the extra people were help, helping offset that, and we could do some things that were that were special for working makeup artists. Well, <clears throat> though a lot of most of those folks have moved on. The ones that are not makeup artists, they've they've come. That was their trend. That was the fad, and and um, the lion's share of those has backed off. And what we're left with is like more like old school IMATs where you know, three quarters of the people in the room are at some place on on the ladder of makeup artistry. Even if there's someone who's a, uh, wants to be a student at a makeup school and they're shopping for a school, mm-hmm. they're all more uh, makeup artistry focused and not so product focused or or social media focused, maybe would be another way yeah. to say that. So now that we've lost all those people that were paying for uh, making it, possible for us to let a, po- a lot of people in for free or, or discounted tickets now it's uh we 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 don't you know it's just the dollars are just not not there like they were before and of course my yeah. broker card holders they still <laughs> they still want to get in for free and what have you so we're we're trying to you know make all that work but it's it's not like how it used to be it's it's quite a bit different so if you get into a situation that's education based and if we're going to honor pro cards, okay, so a lot of those dollars are not there, and it's not being offset by the exhibitors. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it's just like I said, I, yeah. I don't know if this is inf- interesting information for your audience, all, but there's some inside baseball for you. <laughs> well, you mentioned you mentioned the pro card program. Uh, explain to the listeners, for those who don't know, what that's all about. Yep. Well, uh, I already told you why it first started. It was so that we could differentiate mm-hmm. who who was just a general admission person and who was a makeup artist. And our umbrella for makeup artistry is probably wider than any other event. You know, we see everybody from Oscar winner, winning makeup artist for motion picture to television artists to people doing runway to people doing, you know, print and fashion uh but we were also recognizing estheticians and, and cosmetologists, and we had so therefore we were creating cards at different levels to be able to help uh, identify what group that they're in. Because some exhibitors are only interested in uh, people more in the, in the elite beauty side. They want to offer a pretty big discount or you know uh, a big perk, but they don't want to do that for everybody so they want one segment so it allows the the company to kind of p- choose the audience or the pro card holder that they want to be able to reach so our mm-hmm. our card system is far more complicated than anybody else's i've really created uh, a <laughs> lot of complexity in that but it it's uh it's more thorough too we we vet people we make sure that they are what they say they are uh, we have a, a lot different criteria and motivation than, say, a cosmetic manufacturer that has a pro card. My sister, who's not a makeup artist, has a pro mm-hmm. card from a very prestigious makeup brand. I won't say the brand. And, you know, it wasn't hard for her to to get that card. Well, she's not a makeup artist. I don't want that to be the case in my show. Right. Uh, right. I want to make sure that when believe, you know, who they say they are. So we go through a lot greater process to do that. But what it does is it, it, uh, it definitely, if you have the card, people do believe you are what you are because of what we do. And and I heard somebody once say we're the mamba jamba of pro cards or something. I forget exactly what the term <laughs> was, but I took it as a high compliment. She threw down her, all her cards, her Mac card, her Make a Forever card. But here's the Mambo Jamba card, the uh, Make a Artist Magazine Pro card, uh, because it's it's the thorough one and it's the harder one to get, and and because of the different levels. And so, what it does, what does it mean for the person who gets one? Why would somebody want a Make a Artist Pro card? Well, one, so that we can, as I said earlier, so that we can realize where in the industry you are and be able to help you and connect an artist and give them access 
uh, at different levels for them that's appropriate for where they are. And it also too allows uh, we're we're giving back to our our tribe by providing those discounts not only for tickets but allow them to come to uh, certain events. Some of the events they can come for free or some for a ticket that someone in the general public would not have access to. Like we've done things, our Oscar and and uh, back to and uh, sorry BAFTA misspoke a different award. Uh, types of events that we have, smaller events, or mm-hmm. sometimes within a, um, within even within IMATS, there's something where somebody wants to be able to uh, do something for someone who's a certain pro card level. Like I remember one year in New York, Joel Harlow, Oscar-winning makeup artist, he was, he had a film opening that weekend, and we were making it possible for somebody, the pro card member, to go with Joel to see the movie at the theater in New York. Oh, nice! Oh, nice! So that was kind of a neat thing, and there's things like that mm-hmm. where we where we create that. Sometimes different companies want to give gifts, uh, have us send gifts to people that are certain pro card levels. There's, it's, but you know what it was? I have to say this: we ha- we put it on hold when when COVID hit because we just didn't know where it was all at we had to lay all our our pro card team off and so pro card was put in hibernation for wow what was it three years we weren't taking any new card holders in uh, we weren't renewing cards we were just kind of honoring expired cards but uh um, mm-hmm. and we're just now uh this past year have got it back up and running and have a new system that's there People have access to a, a special Facebook group that's only for pro card holders, and you know there's lots of bits and pieces. There's certain uh, discounts by by companies if you're a makeup artist pro card holder. So it's a little more like I said, it's complicated. It's more nuanced than your your typical cosmetic manufacturer pro card where they say, okay, you get a 10% off or a 30% or a 40, where it's cut and dry. Right. It, it's more new one, and it's always changing too as the as the opportunities kind of come and go. That's probably about as clear as mud now. <laughs> yes, yeah, very that. clear. <laughs> very clear. <laughs> so, how do we now that you mentioned that? I guess I need to check my pro card to make sure because you were talking about it expiring. Um, I guess I need to check yes, that. We, Yep. Oh, what you should have gotten an email uh, because what we did, like I said, we put it on hold for at mm-hmm. least three years there, and we just honored everybody. It was just kind of like, actually, Delta Airlines did the same with me you know, during COVID. They said, you know, you, we know you're not going to get your qualifying miles. We're just, we're just going to keep maintain your status for now and let it all ride. Well, that's kind of the same thing that we were doing with pro cards. We were just telling pro card holders that were asking, say, hey, my card's expiring. It's, it's, it's all right. We're going to honor it for now. Don't worry. And then in some uh, last year, just uh, not that many months ago, maybe four months ago, that we sent an email to all the pro card holders and said, okay, uh, the new system's up and running. We're back. We can have this for you, and, if, and those of you that have had expired cards, you need to renew and, and show them how. And we streamlined the process for them to do that. Okay. So, yeah, take a look at your card and get you get you hooked up. All right, I sure will. Definitely. Let's call IMAX though. IMAX LA. <clears throat> what what yes. what's new with IMAX LA? Well, it, it's interesting. I don't even have to try to make it new. It ends up being new just <laughs> on its own, which is because uh, you think we would run out of things to cover and all that, but it's not because mm-hmm. it's always changing. The world's changing, and there's always new. There's new films coming out. There's new television shows coming out. There's new looks that uh, mm-hmm. you know people have. So it's that's that's in constant flux. So we are. We always have uh, since a January show for L.A. What's unique about L.A. is we cover films that are in the running for the Oscar. Mm-hmm. And if people have been paying attention to it, there's uh, there's ten films that the Academy has put on what they call their short list. 
Mm-hmm. And there's going to be five chosen out of that that will become nominees. And they'll make the announcement on the Tuesday following the show of which those five those will be. Mm-hmm. So we had already chosen films that we were going to be celebrating at IMATS, and, and three of the ones that we chose to do, all three of them are uh, they're all Oscar me? hopefuls. They're in the running. So that's oh, uh, nice. that's Oppenheimer, which has such brilliant, yeah. uh, not, not only period makeup, but just really wonderful, wonderful age makeup for so many yeah, of the characters in there. And, man, those close-ups, those are brutal. They, Nolan, <laughs> the director, he goes so tight. It's only just a pair of eyes on the screen. They get that close. and That's, mm-hmm. that's scary. Uh, but it's really, really great work. So we've got the team from Oppenheimer. They're going to be there, and we're going to unpack how they accomplished that great achievement. And we also have uh, oh, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which is a oh, – it's actually it's Demeter. You know, I'm still working on, on that one. Uh, I'm going to have to have it right by in two weeks. That's from the Dracula story. <laughs> it's the uh, – the part where he's on the ship, where he, he migrates from, I think it's Transylvania, and I forget where he's going, someplace else in Europe. And it's that voyage, which is a very short piece, I guess, in the Dracula book, but they've, this movie's all about that voyage. So you're you're stuck on a a ship with a a vampire creature, and and so that that film, which is a, you know a more low budget film, is in the running. So that's like the a mighty film amongst these big blockbusters, but it's a, it's a yarn. Uh, he's he's a uh, two-time Oscar nominee, and he is uh, going to be coming and talking to us about how they did that. That's great. He's coming all the way from Sweden. I guess I should have said that. He's uh, so it's great for us to have people from around the world. But uh, Yarn Lundsum was from as one of the he was the makeup designer on it. We also have the producer of the film that's going to be as well. Oh nice! And see, what is the other film? Well, oh, of course, Maestro by uh, Kazuhiro, mm-hmm. Oscar-winning makeup artist, which is uh, Bradley Cooper being transformed into uh, Bernard. L- what is his name? I bank on. I'm terrible with names. I, I don't know if you guys have figured it out. I'm slightly dyslexic too, so that makes it even more fun. Oh, Leonard okay. Bernstein. There we go. And it, it's a genius likeness age makeup that he did. I don't know if, if you've seen that, but it's it's flawless. It's unbelievable. So there's things on the film side of it, and of course we've got uh, Roshar, who's a huge IMATS favorite. It's been mm-hmm. a couple of years since he's been with us, and he's going to come and create a unique look for us. He's always a crowd pleaser. Uh, we also have some mm-hmm. new talent. There's a, a new guy called Armando, who I guess he's a, he's really doing some incredible work, and, and I think he's like early 20s. He's he's very young, but he's already accomplished a lot for his age. Oh, and, wow. Um, so it's kind of cool. We're celebrating some new talent with him. And we, we've done – this is something we have never done before. We've got a makeup artist – Cosmetic brands, the brands that were uh, created by makeup artists, they're founded by them. And we've got a panel of them, uh, and they're all artists that have created their own brands and just talking about what it takes to make that happen, including uh, Janine LaBelle, who's – it's great. She created a a brand, sold the brand, and, and now she's got a new brand called Neen. Mm-hmm. So she's she's a veteran in that world. So that would be good to. I know a lot of artists would like to create a brand. They may they may not know what it takes to make that happen or or how to go about it. So right. to talk talk to these ladies and hear hear their journey with that. Nice. And, nice. and we've got a panel too about. Um, about how to promote yourself and, and uh, protect yourself legally and how to do things online and and to be able to promote your career. So we've got some oh, you know, good nice. value there for people. Yeah. And Oscar winner Adrian Moreau, and it goes on and on. There's tons of people, but if, if somebody wants to hear it all, they can uh, go look at imats.net, and you can see it all listed. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
And what what is your prediction for best picture for the Oscars? Oh gosh, <laughs> that's hard. Well, we're we're not even to nominations yet. That's not fair. We're we got ten films. So you want me to pick the one out of the ten that's going to win? I don't know. Yep. I'm not sure. It. Um, <laughs> And it's probably not smart for me to say that just yet. So I'm I'm going to dodge that bullet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. See, look, look what you're doing. Look what you're doing. You you try to get me to say that. And then what? I'm at the show in two weeks. And if, I, and if I'm on there with a panel of people for the film, and they, hey, how come you didn't think our movie's going to win? Right. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to get Mrs. you in Mrs. Key did not raise a fool. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> will we will we ever see uh, Pro Nights again at IMAX? You never know. Well, we do we have Pro Hours? Um, yeah. What the reason I created the Friday? The Friday actually started off as a Sunday morning, but that's that's probably minutia and people don't care. Anyway, but everybody got to know it to be as Friday night because that's what we found was the sweet spot where where it worked out. Mm-hmm. And we did that because there was so much crowding when we were yeah. like alluded to earlier when there was like 10,000 people over the weekend. Uh, my colleagues in, in motion picture and television, they were like, I can't come to your show. It's too crowded. They can't do that. And I thought, well, let's do something just for pro card holders. Mm-hmm. I'm always looking for ways to be able to, to you know, help pro makeup artists be able to get their needs met. And so we did that. Mm-hmm. We don't have the crowding now. Uh, it's yeah. It's people can walk up and down the aisles and it can be normal. So we don't have the congestion, but we still do the first thing on Saturday morning for those that maybe want to just get in there and do some quick shopping. They got to get in and out yeah. or something like that. So, you know, we're keeping that going. But what I have learned in all the years of doing this is it's a moving target. And we always have to adapt and grow Mm -hmm. and change with whatever the situation is. So never say never. Yeah. It was – I I, I never – the crowds didn't bother me. What bothered me, I think, probably was maybe like the long lines at certain brands. So if you really wanted to get something from a certain brand that you have these extremely long lines, you know, you just you kind of gave up on even going to that for that particular vendor. I know. I'm so glad we don't have all those problems now. Yeah. I, I did not start IMATS to learn how to do crowd control. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, the, you know, during those crazy years, it that was like a – took a lot of our bandwidth is to figure out, okay, how do we how do we deal with all these people and still make sure that pros get what they need and trying to figure out those logistics. I, I'm glad to not um not have to be dealing with that now. So it it's more yeah. back it's back to being really IMATS, which is a relief for me. Yeah. yeah. Good. That's good. Now you can get to all the brands you want to. You want to go see a brand, right. you won't have to wait too long in line to to be able to get what you need. Yeah. It's reasonable. But I think these in-person um, events are really exactly what we need. Um, I, I just think, especially, like, you know, after COVID, now after the strikes, it's just it's just time to be able to get out, to see people, to see your colleagues, you know, and to just, Ugh, to, to do things again, just to, you know, kind of network with your community again. Exactly. I, I agree with you 100%. It's It's been a rough road, you know, through COVID and coming out and, gosh, everybody has to do makeup and masks now and have all these other routines mm-hmm. had to be added and had to be that methodology had to be sorted. And everybody just kind of got that all figured out, and then we have a strike. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think we're all ready for some sunny days now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let me let me so, ask you, Michael, um, what is it about the Pasadena area of Los Angeles that you really love? Because from what I understand, the show has always been in Pasadena, correct? Except for the first year. The very first oh, show okay. I produced in 1997 was in, uh, it was in Studio City. We did oh, it in a hotel. Okay. And we 
I didn't know if it was going to work. Nobody had ever done a, mm-hmm. a, a makeup artist show before. I had people mm-hmm. telling me, well, how, how, you know, who's going to come to this? Who's going to be paying money? And what, how do you think this is? You know, there was, it, it's, it's probably unthinkable to maybe your audience. Probably like thinking about what would life be without the internet for them. It's hard for right. them to even fathom <laughs> it. Well, it's right. also that it was kind of the way for us when we, when I made this decision, I wanted to have a, an event that celebrated makeup artistry, and we were going to have brands and do this, and everybody's going. Are there enough makeup artists to make this work? You know, I can't, can't, can that happen? And we didn't know. So I did it. It was a one-day show. And we broke the attendance record for the facility. That hotel had never had that many people there. In fact, I'm lucky if the fire marshal had showed up, they would have shut <laughs> us down. Oh, wow. How like many the, people did you have? All of them. <laughs> it was, <laughs> It looked like the Beatles were playing there. It was it was insane. Oh I, I I walked out front and, and the line just went and went and I went, Who are all these people? It was uh it it was pretty magical. In fact, it, it, some more inside baseball here. People were, were giving me a lot of crap about uh, how crowded the show was and you know, the 2015, 2016 era, but the most crowded show I ever produced was that first show. Wow! But nobody complained then. No, everybody, we were all just right. amazed yeah, yeah. that that what it was. We showed the world that there's more makeup artists than anybody knew. In fact, that was the thing that we used. I've forgotten about that. I used to get uh, phone calls from different magazines or organizations or TV shows saying, "How many makeup artists are there?" And I would always tell them, nobody knows, because it's not a definitive list, like like a nurse. You, right. you know how many nurses there are in America. There's a definitive list, and who, how many licenses there are and everything. Makeup right. artistry is not like that. Right. So nobody knew how many makeup artists there were until I met. <laughs> but uh, to circle around back to your thing, we went uh, after, I knew we couldn't do it at that hotel again. Uh, so we went. I looked around L.A. and the Pasadena Convention Center. Seemed like a good place. I had uh, spoken at the Pasadena Convention Center. I've gone with Michael Westmore went during Star Trek conventions when back when I was doing that show. So I, you know, I had been there and that was a good experience. And also, I uh, actually I won both my Emmys there at the Pasadena Convention Center. That's when they oh, used yeah. to have the the uh, Television Academy had the Creative Arts Awards at the mm-hmm. Pasadena Convention Pasadena. Center. So oh, nice. I had had some good luck and some good experience there. So it, <laughs> it seemed like a good place to look at. And they um, went there, and I, I, I can't imagine myself doing it anyplace else in L.A. because I've known those yeah. people so long, and, and they've they've been really good to me. So yeah. I won't be changing that. I love for that. Someone I love who's the Convention Center. Yeah, for someone who's attending from out of town, it's like the perfect setup. I mean, like, you know, your your hotel is in one building, you walk out the door and across the pathway straight into IMAX, but hey, it can't get any better. It is pretty ideal. It, yeah. uh, you know, if you did people do things at LA Convention Center and People usually don't like staying downtown L.A. Mm-hmm. It's just a little rougher. To, um, or Long Beach. You know, I don't know that they do the kind of spa salon shows down there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's some decent places to stay down in Long Beach, but it's still, a, you know, it's not like Pasadena. Right. Right. Yeah. So there's so I much to lucky. do in Pasadena. It, well, it, it's nice because it kind of sets in between most of the San Fernando Valley area, you know, for if you're going to studios or, or pro makeup mm-hmm. supply places like Namie's and Friends and Nigel's, all that. So it, it's mm-hmm. it's an easy drive down to there. Or if you're going to get into Hollywood, that's not too bad. Or even if you're going to go to Disneyland, which is a common thing for people coming from out of town. It's a lot easier to go to Disneyland from Pasadena than being in in Hollywood or 
or an LA site. It's just it's just really accessible. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, I'm excited about uh, the possibilities for um, future IMATs and, um, you know, possibly being in Vancouver and one day, you know, um, in London. And I guess you'll take it from there um, with how, you know, with how far you'll expand and where else you'll go. Yeah, well, it's always changing. I mean, we used to do Australia, and I love Australia. Mm-hmm. It, it's a long flight, but it's a it's a <laughs> lovely place, and they do some pretty cool work down there. But it's yeah. um, for what it costs to go do it, it. That that change, you know, is the fluctuation yeah. of currencies, and and what it costs yeah. for shipping. Those mm-hmm. things affect. Yeah, they make you know c- companies have to they have to make a decision. They have to look and say, okay, what's it going to cost to take everything there, and how right. many people are there? And right. You, most people want an IMAT show. They don't want to travel. They want me to bring the show to them. Well, you know, right. and, and I think if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, a lot of your same vendors, like your major vendors in LA, were going to all of these shows. Yeah, they're just kind of a IMAT family of of companies yeah. that have been with us everywhere. You know, Royal Omnia, they've been with us a long mm-hmm. time. Uh, also, Delium, another brush company, mm-hmm. which is, has a completely different type of brush, and, and they've been yeah. everything with us. And, you know, some of yeah. the schools that have gone with us as places. Mac used to be mm-hmm. with us everywhere around the world, and, Mm-hmm. Uh, that's changed a bit because you know their company has gone through some changes. But yeah, there's there's brands that right. go with us that, uh, yeah. that it works for. Yeah, yeah. But I can imagine that also, may have gotten expensive. Well, it, it can be where if it ends up being super expensive to go, then what we what we found in like in Sydney, for instance, is that we started finding companies that would work out an arrangement with a an Australian company to kind of represent them so they wouldn't have to go themselves and, you know, try to cut the expense down. And and then if you don't have what, if you know, we find if you start seeing those actual companies that are not being there that are represented by someone who is already in Australia, the Australian artists start going, well, you know, why should we come to the show and buy a ticket when, all these companies are already here that, you know, we're not really getting a chance to see the brand that is listed. And I get it. I, I, I agree with them, actually. So that's not quite working, although, they, you know, they still want us to come back. There's there's artists mm-hmm. that always are always, um, you know, saying come back to us, and we sure would like to. And it'll, it'll you know, it's about the exhibitors. They have to want yeah. to do it. Exactly. Exactly. So one last question for me. Will we ever see a new makeup artist magazine in print? I don't know if we'll do something in print. I, well, let me say this first. This needs to be said. For me to stop publishing makeup artist magazine was like trying to stop breathing. It was. It was super painful to stop that because I really, really felt it was important. It served a uh, a need. It there's something that we were doing that nobody else was, even though there's other people that were inspired by what I had created and and they came out with their own flavor. Uh, but there's something that was Makeup Artist Magazine, and so that was really hard. But you know, it's just not as many people are reading magazines. And it's uh, mm-hmm. my kids don't read mag. Gen Zers are not magazine folks as a as yeah. whole. <laughs> so that's hard. But um, we have been looking this entire time to figure out a way to make it so that we can still provide the excellent content, the quality content that people need, mm-hmm. uh, in a way that's going to actually be sustainable. So we are. We we tried our online magazine, which was kind of like a page turner thing, and that's mm-hmm. not where the future is. That's not what people wanted to do. So we have a uh, a new site that we've been working on, 
In fact, the first part of it's really the pro card piece of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next piece you'll see, and here I'm talking out of school already, uh, we're going to be taking video from IMATS, past and present, and making that mm-hmm. accessible online. Mm-hmm. So that way it will, you know, if somebody steps on an IMAT stage, it's actually a global stage because people around the world will be able to see it. So we're going to do that, but we're also wanting articles and and news stories. We would like for all that uh, to to be there again. So we're doing it in stages. And but there's a thing where once in a while people say, "Hey, how about doing an annual? Just to do a once a year one where yeah, those articles together and and print it." I'm open to it. It uh, I buy it. it would, it would be really cool. So we're going to continue to explore different ways and delivery systems, whatever it takes to to get the word out. Mm-hmm. So maybe there, there's a long answer for you know maybe we'll do an annual, but I don't see us ever going back to doing six issues a year. Mm. Okay. But you know what could change? Now here I said that. Now I'm I'm going to put a a disclaimer on that. My son. <laughs> who's 20 years old, he's gotten into vinyl. And there is a resurgence mm-hmm. in vinyl now. Yeah. People yeah. are, and yeah, probably plenty of folks listening to this will, will know that. So just like how vinyl came back and people are kind of into it, and you see people, some people with Nokia phones, instead of having a smartphone, there's a, there's a certain contingent that are doing that. I would say maybe, mm-hmm. I'd say the vinyl analogy is probably a better one. Um you know, so if people get into magazines again, we'll be right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I still read magazines. You know, not as many, but, I mean, if Makeup Artist Magazine was around in print, I would definitely buy it. Um, and not just vinyl, but some people are, are, are still producing cassettes. Yeah. I, I, I've been hearing that, too. So yeah, it's, been, uh, you know. It could happen, and I would love it. It would make me really happy because I, I really enjoyed publishing the magazine. I would love, love, love to yeah. do that again. And it was always yeah. something exciting about receiving it in the mail, you know, when you subscribe. So getting that new magazine was always exciting to me. So I definitely would support that. It was neat because we were able to elevate the craft through the publication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. makeup was, um, you know, it's hard for makeup artists anyway. We're we're not the on the front lines. We're not the people in front of the camera. We're people behind mm-hmm. the camera, and and it's you know the grind of day to day of of carrying a case may not feel a lot of respect or or affirmation, mm-hmm. and to be able to have your work published or or be on the cover or mm-hmm. to have Makeup artists around the world see your work in, in that way. It it um, it was often said that it elevated our craft, and I, I'm thrilled that we had the opportunity to do it. And we we want to continue that mission, whether that's in print or however. We want to keep doing that. Yeah. Right. Well, good luck with IMAX LA. Um, we're happy to see that it's back again and looking forward to finding out if you're going to do a Vancouver one in, in April. And then we'll keep our fingers crossed for London. Thank you. Uh, to your mouth, to God's ears, I hope it comes to pass. It's, a, yes. it's always great to talk to you ladies. Here We've been doing you this well. a long time together. Yeah, absolutely. If you find out who that imposter was uh, that was trying to impersonate me on there, you have to let me know. We'll have, have to track that guy down. Yeah. Absolutely, for sure. <laughs> for sure. All right, ladies. Thanks All so right, much thank for having so much, me on. I'm, I'm always honored and, and, and appreciate it. You have a great evening. Absolutely. Thank you, you as well. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. All bye-bye. right, bye-bye. <laughs> Yes, we'll definitely try to figure out who that was. But you said you had some beauty news that you wanted to share with our audience so we can get that on really quickly. 
Just uh, very quickly, uh, tonight and last night in L.A., um, um, you know, the Creative, um, the Creative Arts Emmy Awards uh, were handed out, and I just have a few, um, a few winners um, in the makeup category. Um, so for Outstanding Prosthetic Makeup, uh, The Last of Us, um, Infected. Outstanding Contemporary Makeup, Non-Prosthetic, went to Wednesday. Uh, Whoa, what a night was the episode. Um, outstanding, I know you're going to love this. <laughs> outstanding mm-hmm. Period and or Character Makeup, Non-Prosthetic, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and the episode yeah. was Susan. So I know you love, love, love that show. So for Outstanding yeah. Period and her Character Makeup, Non-Prosthetic, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, the episode, again, was Susan. And I'll, I'll go ahead and give um, a couple of um, hair winners as well. For Outstanding Period and her Character Makeup, I mean, I'm sorry, her Character Hairstyle, I'm sorry about that, uh, Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story. In the, in the episode with Crown Jewels. Now, that was one of my favorite series. Um, I love Bridgerton, but Queen Charlotte, oh, my God, that was such such a lovely show. Um, again, that was um, for Outstanding Period and her character hairstyling. For Outstanding Contemporary Hairstyling, The White Lotus, the episode was Abduction. So I just wanted to give a few of those, um, a few of those winners for um, – the Creative Arts Emmys, and that was night one. Mm-hmm. So that happened uh, last night. Nice, nice. Well, next uh, next week we can, or sometime this month, um, we can when we do our beauty news show, we can come on and we can kind of talk about some of these award fashions. Um, that's a show that we always we've always done. Um, throughout the award season. So as the award season, you know, progresses, we always do it with the Oscar show. So we'll have to figure yeah. out who's going to be, who's going to, who's going to, from the styling world, who's going to come on and join us for that show. But um, in the beauty news segment, I would like to talk about some of the uh, fashions that I've been seeing, um, you know, from the Emmys and from the Golden Globes. I just felt like Fantasia looked Amazing. Um, but that's another show. We'll talk about that at another time. But um, but I'm glad for those who, who won the make who won the the Emmys for makeup. There's a lot of um, award. You know, it's award season officially, and we have the um, the um, MUA awards coming up soon. So we'll um, yeah. give a rundown of the nominees. Um, yes, we will. For that program, and I believe I believe um, there's you'll be able to see it a different way this year, a little easier for more people to see it, and we'll we'll give that information out as well um, in the coming weeks as well. Yes. So, again, thank you so much to Michael Key for uh, coming in and sharing information about this year's IMAX LA, and just giving really more of a history in this conversation about IMAX and and you know, what you would see there. And it, IMAX has really been a great resource for the two of us from the early parts of our careers um, attending that show. We've met so many wonderful makeup artists who we've um, had the pleasure of being educated, you know, by and and working with um, and even having on this platform with us but it's really been a great resource for us and our career. So if you're out there listening and you have an opportunity to travel to a city where there's an IMAX or if you live in a city where there's an IMAX, it's definitely worth um, attending and checking out. All right? So, again, we thank everyone for tuning in tonight. We thank you um, for your continued support. Again, Happy New Year. We um, have some wonderful things planned for this show for this year, so we just encourage you guys to continue to tune in every Sunday night at 9 p.m., and we'll do our best to continue to bring you great guests, great content. All right? With that being said, have a wonderful, wonderful evening, and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.